2: Hi and hello, football fans. Handsome Hank and I in Studio 66, along with old pal, special guest from the Adam Carolla Show, Bald Brian. We'll kibitz with him in depth in a little while, but like you just heard, it's time for the hurry up. We might have to rename it, though, because we really don't hurry through these subjects as much as we we might. As usual, though, we are presented by McDonald's. Go get you some all-day breakfast while you listen along with us. Bald Brian, I start with you. News, curb your enthusiasm. Back for a ninth season, if you had to choose, and you can only watch one show to the exclusion of the other, you never get to see the other show ever again. Curb
3: or Seinfeld? Uh, I'm old school, and as much as the '90s are old school at this point, so I got to go with Seinfeld.
2: Handsome, how say you?
3: I'm gonna go Curb. I go Curb
4: myself really? Cause because it references Seinfeld. You're never gonna get that reference back the other way.
2: Uh that's kind of a loophole. I get yeah. you on that, but that would that well—that's a reason
4: not to watch Curb. You're not going to get the references.
2: Oh yeah. Well, well you've already seen it. You can't oh. remove
4: the you can't remove the Seinfeld memories from
2: my head. I didn't know the jerk. this isn't a sci-fi movie where your right. brain's gets oh. wiped clean of any knowledge. That would be, be the worst
4: other. sci-fi movie of all time as well. <laughs> it really would be. Yeah, to extract you, all the knowledge right. Just sitcom show. knowledge is removed from <laughs> your head.
2: All those All in the Family episodes and yeah. different strokes gone. I don't even know what uh, what you're talking about. Willis even means. I'm lost. It's seen it's it's dynamite. Dino-mite. What is that? I feel that uh, that curb is better it's more it's more grounded, it's based more in reality, not that, right. that that makes it funnier, but if you look back at Seinfeld, now they play more cartoonish because of Kramer, and I've done a pretty decent job over the last couple of years of distancing myself from Kramer and Michael Richards and Michael Richards. it was guy kind of, there was a couple of years though though, after Michael Richards went on his uh, tirade oh, that what, what did he say? Well, was that you may not have heard. Uh, about it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. also, also it. the backgrounds of all sitcom characters <laughs> and the actors have also been wiped. <laughs> naked, okay, all right. right. Apparently, too. No, yeah. I, I had a little bit of trouble for the next couple of years after that watching Kramer being zany and thinking right. what what darkness uh, boiled inside. With me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll go curb. I think it's a little bit funnier without the cartoon. And basically, what you what you get is uh, I can't think of uh, J B Smooth's character name. But that guy has essentially replaced Kramer for the broader, for the, yeah, for
4: the for the wackiness.
2: Yeah. So all right, I'll go. Curb. We have a poll up there at uh, Damashek on Twitter if you wish to weigh in on that one. Next up, Big Ben Roethlisberger joins coach Mike Tomlin, who you may recall in the waning moments of the divisional round game in Denver, said on the sideline, the Mike picked him up saying, I'm thinking about going for two here if we get into the end zone for rather than forcing the tie in overtime, try and win it then and there. Roethlisberger says he wants to go for two every play, every time they score a touchdown, what do we think about that notion, handsome?
4: I kind of like it. I mean, I you know when you, if you separate yourself from the fact that you're a coach and your job is relying on this, I absolutely would agree and sit there uh, t- watching TV and say, yeah, you should go for it. There are going to be mom- there are definitely moments like the one you just mentioned where the momentum is you can feel the momentum is going your way, and I would say rather than being conservative, just just roll with it. There are also going to be moments where it doesn't make any sense to go for two. There's no need to, or you need, just need one point to win the
3: game.
2: Bald, how say you?
3: This is a brilliant strategy. This is the only strategy. Years from now, people are going to look back and not understand why we didn't go for two on every play. It's like the way the Warriors are revolutionizing the uh, NBA. Like, oh, this one shot is worth 50% more points than the other shot, and yet no one takes a ton of them except us? Great, let's win two championships in a row. This uh, play is worth 50% more points than the other play, the kicking versus the going for two, and yet no one goes for it, even though it's almost the same. Yeah, just go for it! The off- the average offensive play goes only so many yards, and that's how much it takes to get in the end zone. I hear you, but
2: I think it, your analogy is keen. I think you have to put the asterisk next to it. Everybody can't play Golden State ball because not every team has two all-time shooters the way the Warriors do. Same goes. You can't do this if you're... A Mark Sanchez-led a lim- right, a limited offense, offensive yeah. team. but I do. I always advocate for this. I've been consistent on this. What chance if you are if you score a touchdown and you're down one and there's 30 seconds left in regulation? This thing of Mike McCarthy kicking the extra point to force overtime. What? Go for two. What? Yeah. To, what chance are you going to? Ha- what odds? I'm not a mathematician, but if you ha- what what's the more likely thing to have happened to you? You force overtime. And you get the ball in overtime, and you score a touchdown, right. and then you stop the other team, or vice versa, or you have the best player on the field, and you ask him to and make two and a half and yards. And you're two yards away, exactly. Yeah. That's that. That's the play. I mean, the make. Steelers
4: did it as well. last Remember with Lev Bell? What was the which game was that where they? That was where, essentially it. That they was went, basically they went for the touchdown. Rex snapped um, uh, to right.
2: Levi and Bell, and it swung the season right. for the Steelers in in winning that game. Absolutely, yes. This is I, I I'm with Bald. This is the wave of the future. If you have the right kind of pieces. But
4: you understand there are moments where it's just not going to make any sense to do it.
2: I mean, I guess every single time without, I mean, there are no exceptions. I I mean, I guess if you're up, I don't know, if you're up 16 points, you kick the extra point. Or if you're up 17. It's the flip. You really want, when when you
4: hear coaches have this, you know, some kind of piece of paper which tells them when to go for two the, the alternative should be they should have a piece of paper which tells them when they should go for one. Otherwise, they should just by stand. Well, and the, and the other for, point is too.
2: At the, you know, in these days, every extra point, even the one point right. uh, effort, is not a guarantee not a, a, like a it used to be. Anyway, uh, next up. Big news in the uh, shadow of the Oakland Raiders, considering at least becoming the Las Vegas Raiders, the NHL went in and snuck in under the wire, and now they're going to have the first team. Well, maybe the Raiders will arrive before this team forms in the NHL in Las Vegas, but the NHL has announced that they are going to expand into Sin City. What should that team be called? Bald Oh, you're
3: putting me on the spot. Uh, Definitely not the craps. Yes, or the crap outs or any probably any gambling term. I do put distance yourself.
2: <laughs> Although in I did tweet out, if you think about it, a craps table is the exact same shape Ooh, well, as, as a rink. As a rink, oh. so maybe they could do something outside the box and make it look like a craps oh, table cool, yeah. out there. Yeah,
3: the double downs. I don't know. I'm reaching here. <laughs> Sorry.
2: You know what? Oh, I just thought. Oh, go ahead, handsome guy. I
3: like the idea of the Vegas babies. Vegas
4: baby, <laughs> and they could. But,
2: very and, bro heavy
4: team. Yeah, <laughs> but and then you know you could you could go whichever way you want to go, but either bro heavy or you actually literally go on the, the nose with baby, is, the mascot is a baby and everyone's wearing okay. like toweling.
2: You can really could really be cool. This, yeah, um, I I said on Twitter and I'm going to repeat it because it pleased me uh, uh, to to. Uh, Um, a great degree to say that uh, the Craps, they couldn't be the Vegas Craps. That sounds terrible. However, the Philadelphia hockey team should embrace that name. You know, you are what you are, you know. Be be the Philadelphia Craps. Hey, I don't hate any NFL team, but there is one team in sport that I do hate, and it's them dirty Philadelphia Flyers. Nay, the Philadelphia Craps. I'm going to start calling them that from now on.
3: Here are two You you showed them (laughs) – (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, You know what? Sidney Crosby, uh, Geno Malkin and company showed them. That's what they showed. Four cups since the Flyers' last one theirs. Anyway, enough about that. What about – although I could talk about that at length. Does anybody want to hear me talk about no. the Penguins for the next uh, two, three hours because we'll do – no? Uh, no, no? I mean, you did not have to be that rude about it. But say. How about – here's a simple one. The Las Vegas Aces. I mean, that's a know, good. One. That's, that's good. nice, yeah. and it's that's not nice gonna. It's not too. The yeah. Puritans aren't gonna get bent right. too out of shape about that one. That's pretty good. Uh, ooh, ooh, the Ice Aces. I don't like how all these minor league hockey teams they'll have to work the word "ice" into right. their names. Why would? Yeah, it's redundant. Ice Aces. Mm. I don't know. Or how about this one, the Las Vegas De Icemen, like D apostrophe Icemen Dice.
4: Oh. Men. No. No? No, I don't think so. (laughs) All
2: right, start the show.
3: David. Football. Football David.
4: The Dave Damaschek Football Program. Available on iTunes and
5: at com. Now here's your host, Dave Damaschek.
2: Yes, hi and hello, football fans. And uh, we encourage you, nay demand, that you head over to nfl.com slash podcasts and or iTunes and or YouTube. We have a lot of stuff for you to look at, to listen to, and read, and uh, we appreciate you subscribing to all that jive. And like I say, we're very pleased to have with us in Studio 66 today an honored guest, a man who I first met back in early aught six on the Adam Carolla radio show, now defunct, however, carrying on as is it still the most successful podcast in history of podcasts? I
3: believe it is acknowledged by the Guinness Book of World Records as the world's most downloaded mm. podcast.
2: Bald Brian started out. This show is not the most successful podcast No, I podcast
4: think we're fourth. Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, I think is that we're coming
2: in of yeah. late? Good. Well, that's nice. Um, yeah, Bald Brian started out. He was working the phones. That's what oh. he did he, when people took would call in to talk to uh, Ace Carole and company. Mm-hmm you would talk to bald Brian, but that only lasted for a couple of months because his talent couldn't be contained in that little phone booth. He was brought into the uh, studio to kibitz and make uh, his, uh, his sound effects and so on and so forth. On the show proper, and he's never looked back. He is a successful author now. Name your book.
3: Oh, the book is called Shrinkage, Manhood, Marriage, and the Tumor That Tried to Kill Me.
2: Yes, Bald Brian, legitimately a survivor of a very scary thing uh, a number of years ago. And so we're pleased to have him here. And it's a great book, a great story. And uh, he's also... Among many things, he's a great sports fan. He's a USC fan. He's a Bay Area sports fan. So True. let's get into the Warriors a little bit. He's also a trivia whiz, Handsome. Right. What shows were you on? You were on Make a Millionaire, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire?
3: Yes, I was on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. millionaire. I'm
2: really getting to be a really old man ahead of my time. <laughs> like, I can't think <laughs> of the title we'll of any. Make a Millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> make a Millionaire, see? Oh, that Who wants to make a of- mill? Specifically, I wanted to promote (laughs) our Game of Thrones weekly review slash preview with Maurice Jones-Drew is now up on YouTube. And NFL.com. Track it down. It's 15 minutes, and I know some people don't like to sit for 15 minutes long for like that, but I think we answer all the questions, think, even I, though we have no, we idea, have no idea what deal, anyone's yeah. relationships are, what, what the motivation is. Exa- Why does he want to kill that guy? But we do figure it I out. I think
4: we figure it out. And if we didn't, it's probably – Oh,
2: we nailed it. Anyway, I'm sorry, Bald Brian. So right. We're on, uh, Who on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. And what's on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. That was the only one I think. Did I was you want on to be a millionaire? Previously,
3: uh, years before, I was on a show called "Beat the Geeks" on Comedy Central. I remember. Yeah. Oh, do you? A... No, I remember the show. Oh, okay. I, yeah, "Beat the Geeks" ran for a couple seasons, I guess, and uh, you I, had hair back then. I had a little bit of hair and a lot more pounds, and I beat the music geek to win the show.
2: Yeah. yeah. You remember when you had hair? Do you remember when? Remember when you uh, uh, want to tell the, the time about when you were bald?
3: You know, it's funny, uh, your producer, uh, Ryan, asked, Hey, you got any funny stories about Dave? And I'm like, Well, I do have this one time that I was trying to uh, make time with a young lady in San Diego, and, and Dave uh, from across the bar says, Hey, Brian, tell her about the time you lost your hair.
2: <laughs> it was very funny. It was, I, I thought it was a lot of fun.
3: This was the rare girl who was like right. digging me, like into right. my rap, and Dave decided he would be a r- real rooted. pal, a real, yeah. a real lend a helping hand.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 that sounds like Dave. So, um, all right, the Warriors, bald, you're yeah. you're feeling pretty good right now because you your basketball team is the reigning champion. I'm
3: feeling less good than I was 24 hours ago. I well, <laughs> uh, uh,
2: rightly so. 48 minutes away, nevertheless, from a second straight title. Plus, the Giants are playing very Giants well. Giants playing well your pro football teams not so good but
3: what do you, you know which one is it which is the, 40, the 49ers. it does strike me they're the longest shot to win the super bowl this year
2: the hypocrisy and i have nothing against uh, bay area fans in general there are fan bases in football and sports america that are far more obnoxious mm-hmm. but i do but i do find it crazy the hypocrisy that Warriors fans today are saying yeah but there was no Draymond Green in game five yeah yeah the deja vu that sounds awfully uh like uh Cleveland fans last year lamenting yeah we don't have two of our three best players right. out there
3: right uh I see what you're saying I, I I Draymond Green was uh you know it could you could make the argument that he's the most valuable player on that team for what he the fly do ability.
2: people keep saying that
3: well Steph fl- Curry is more valuable than Draymond Green there are other players on that team, like Clay Thompson, who can do what Steph Curry does in a pinch It can fill in. And that team won, I don't know, three out of four, three out of five games without him in the playoffs. No one on that team can step in and do what Draymond Green does, the flexibility in terms of who he guards and what he does on offense. He plays – he can play – four positions, probably all five positions legitimately, but he can legitimately play three positions on that floor at any time and guard three different positions. So the flexibility is what makes the Warriors uh, as good as they are. And then, of course, the shooting. I mean, the shooting is, you know, otherworldly.
2: Okay, scale of 1 to 10, give me a color of your confidence in uh, in this uh, – in, in the Game 6? In Game 6 and Game 6. Oh, game,
3: oh the, the rest of the series? Well, do you think you – confidence
2: that you're going to get the championship, a color 1 to 10.
3: I'd say about a I'm about a nine-and-a-half light green right now. I'm feeling pretty confident uh, in terms of game six, maybe a little lower, maybe a seven-and-a-half uh, dark orange. But uh, they closed it out in Cleveland last year in game six. I don't see why they can't do it again, especially with uh, Draymond, who's now uh, going to have five days off to stew about what could have been. I think he's going to come out motivated. Draymond's my pick for MVP for the series.
2: Ooh, that would be a saucy turn of events. Handsome, give me a color one to ten. Purple seven. Purple Seven, and you don't even know what the question is yet. Oh, I see. Sorry. <laughs> why? What is it? What? What sense can you make of this, handsome? As an outsider, there's a lot of weirdness going on in our country, and uh, and and from the outside looking in, can you figure out why there is so much hate directed at LeBron James? It really does baffle me. Usually, yeah. I can I, I can I can get into the head of other people and say, like, yeah. well, all right, I kind of get where you're coming from.
4: I think I mean I always was told uh, when I was a kid that it's um. People are jealous of you. That's why people hate you. So I'm going to go with that. I mean, listen, Reggie Jackson
2: famously said, if they ain't booing, they don't know who you are. And John Madden's Raiders were predicated on that notion entirely. We only boo
3: the greats, as my dad told me. Right.
2: It is. I I mean, you know, and listen, I I resent people booing Sidney Crosby, who's a dominant, tremendous player. And it somehow has – you know what? This is a little bit of a reach, but I think – that there is a similarity. I've been seeing lately that Aaron Rodgers is Sidney Crosby's was, NFL yeah. comp, that he's done a also. lot of great things, but somehow there's this weird resentment. I don't know. Aaron, I, there was exactly the,
4: the name I was about to pull out from the is that right? but He's a guy who I think everyone was behind. There was a long period where he's like, he's just a great player. And unless, of course, you're an NFC North supporter of one of the other teams, you, there wasn't really a reason to dislike Aaron Rodgers. And then I feel like in the last 12 months, probably a little bit longer maybe, there is definitely – he's got a little bit of the Tom Brady like, oh, we're tired of this and, and we just dislike him because he's I also good. think
2: LeBron is like Sidney Crosby in that they were prodigies. These these guys, before they ever arrived, were supposed to challenge the all-time greats uh, statistically and, uh, and otherwise – and people just don't like Sidney Crosby
3: and LeBron James, and I can't figure – in a world of actual bad guys, these are the people who you boo? I can't figure out Sidney Crosby, but I will tell you my, my secret theory for especially LeBron James and Aaron Rodgers, they're on TV too much. And Peyton Manning too. They're on TV too much. It's like, enough. We get it. This guy is a good player. I don't need to see him all the time. Uh, you know, Nation. I don't need to see that. I need to see LeBron James with his Kia. I don't need to see Aaron Rodgers doing the discount double check. I get it. They're good. They're in their face too much. Overexposure. I, yeah. overexposure is what I'm saying. Yeah,
4: I mean then that's the you know that's the explanation I think for JJ Watt who probably and really is about the most likable person you could imagine and is incredibly good at what he does and yet he he has haters. The world's going to turn on Gronk next.
2: Well, mm, you know, I yes. actually now I'm thinking about this analogy. The the LeBron equals Crosby thing I think is is uh, pretty spot on in that. While they're both all-time great talents, and that has translated in an all-time great success for both of these guys, they don't—they both lack what would be you, what you would list if you're putting together the best basketball player. What would he do best? He would score, and LeBron is not a pure scorer. I mean, I know he puts up 41 points and averages mid twenties and all that, but he still isn't. That's not his greatest attribute is just filling it up. I mean, he's had to develop that shot from the perimeter. He still struggles with that. So, his what what you would think, what you would associate with the best basketball player ever is lethal accuracy in shooting the ball. That is not what LeBron is. Same goes for Crosby. For all of his virtues, he's not a sniper natural made. He's developed a goal-scoring touch, but for all of his talents, that isn't uh, his chief virtue. Okay. Got that or no? Maybe it's like Peyton Manning, who for all he has going for him, isn't, you know, was never the big arm guy.
3: The thing that I associate with all three of those, uh, Crosby, LeBron, and Peyton Manning is also plucked or identified very, very early right. as a prodigy. Yes. You know what I mean? Like uh, they came up and we've been aware of them for more than their adult lives since they were teenagers.
2: That's right. And they maybe are victims of our expectations. Yes. That's what it is, is that they've all done great deeds, with their teams and gone very deep, but they haven't won enough. Nothing would really satisfy that. But I don't think of being having the most titles behind their name.
4: But I'm not sure that winning more makes them more popular with the with the non fans. I don't of the know team. because
2: I mean I I, I mean agree. like Tom
3: has that helped Tom Brady.
2: Well, the larger point is is right. If you're people hate dynasties for the most part, right. which is what makes the Steelers. They dynasty. love them in
3: retrospect, but they don't like them at the time. At the time, yeah.
2: I well I always feel like I mean maybe I'm, b- I'm too biased to really see the truth but I really do think the Steelers are the most popular dynasty ever. Fair? Dad, no, go ahead. No, no, don't look at the handsome hang. Well, I
4: mean, we looked at each other because <laughs> yeah. that's obviously that you're just saying that because you're a Steeler
3: behind the glass. I was really surprised that Dave Wait, said that. Am <laughs> I? Is that
2: crazy? Is that off base?
3: Wait, what, the, what do you mean by popular? How, how on earth are they most popular? Why
2: are they? The, why? Because people why don't do you, hate the Steelers as much as they hate the Patriots. Or how, do you, sort how, of how do you know that? And,
5: yeah, I would tend to agree. I think the Steelers. When you look he knows right where at right. bread's buttered. Hey, he knows. But the Cowboys are hated everywhere. The Steelers yes. are kind of That's only hated boy. in like, the Midwest Way and maybe mid-head. portions of the Northeast. I, you you look, either hated not, I Celtics the Celtics
2: or Lakers, and, and, so they're out, right? So you know that, that neither one of those is in contention for the crowd. Well, then
5: wouldn't the Bulls be the.
3: Okay. If you're talking about not hated All right, the Bulls, How do the, the 49ers of the 80s. That's what I was about not to say. The, the 49ers are far more likable than the ultimate respect organization. Wait, people! You,
2: you, you. So the contention is, is that people the uh, '80s the, that dynasty of
4: '80s, early '90s football 49ers. America
2: all Thought, yeah, pretty cool. The Niners. I, I don't think so. Think so. In, in retrospect, well, Cole, we're talking about Jerry we're rides? talking about in
4: retrospect yeah. now, anyway. It could be that you. you know, 10 years from now, we realize the Patriots were liked by everyone. So it's like that they, sounds unlikely. It's almost at like Dave's
3: criteria
5: shifting yeah. to, fit his, exactly. uh, to fit his agenda. I just know I, everywhere I, everywhere you go, I was living in Florida, Oklahoma, out here, there's Steelers license plates, Steelers bars everywhere. There's they're not 49ers. That's, that's very that, they're true. Popular, they're popular around That's not, they're a national not an argument.
2: What are you talking about? That's a great point. By the way, the voice you hear is Kent Brown, the producer, who also who happens is to hoping be from for Pittsburgh. a tip this week. He's, no, he's also from Pittsburgh, <laughs> but anyway, so that may not uh, help our, our. Is there our...
4: anyone not from Pittsburgh?
2: Back then? <laughs> <laughs> Dave knows who to hire? I've made them all root for. I, I, their rooting interests have, by hmm. requirement, now uh,
3: now mirror my own. There's no doubt that the Steelers are a national team. I mean, I see more Red Sox sure. license plate frames than I see, you know, uh, anything but Dodgers out here. You know, that's not that has nothing to do with dynasty. It's just a fact that po- Dallas Cowboys are equally popular, I would say, national. Oh,
2: stop it. There's no connection. What, what, what Do you see a lot of Kansas City Royals stuff? No, wait, if that over? was the case, There's then the Cowboys would be the most well, you popular. You have to be a, a dynasty they're not. to become a national team. You don't, well, But you just said that you can't have it both ways. <laughs> who's not, I mean, who's a national team that isn't a dynasty? <laughs> would you somewhere? like
3: us to acknowledge that the Steelers had a dynasty in the 70s? well you stop talking about me. it? <laughs> all right.
2: They also had a pseudo dynasty, uh, you know, here and there yeah. in the.
3: Pseudo, pseudo means not really. Yeah, that's right.
2: All right, so <laughs> let's uh, talk so about
4: the not real.
3: Dynasties. Here's
2: the th- here's then. So this leads us in nicely to those aforementioned rooting interests. Bald, as I say, is from the Bay Area. Went to USC. Right. So you've really covered uh, all the bases in the Golden State here. And what is your pro football team? The 49ers. And your college football team is Southern California. I know, the USC Trojans. The only
3: LA team that I'm a fan of. All right. Southern okay. California team that I'm and a
2: fan of. And you've lived in Los Angeles for how long?
3: Now, probably uh, the majority of mm, more about half my life. Okay. Let's see.
2: Handsome Hank is as you may have heard, he's from he's I mean he's in Los Angeles, but he obviously hails from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Well, I, you talked, yeah, yeah. I yeah. you talked about yeah, or maybe even even further east than okay. that. Either way, he's a Miami Dolphins fan. His heart belongs to Dan Marino, and uh, as a result, he's continued to root for the Aqua, or as he says, Aqua, um, and uh, an orange team. Now that's your business, but you right. but you have a six year old boy. Yes, I have a seven-year-old boy. Yes, Bald Brian has a child on the way. First of all, Bald Brian, I start with you. Are you going to root for the Rams?
3: Why would I root for a rival of mine?
2: Because you d- live in LA. I
3: grew up. I, they, you, you live in LA. I know. I'm. Just,
2: I'm asking you. I'm. <laughs> I'm
3: interviewing you, fella. No, I. You. You, uh, you stick with the team you grew up with, or the team you last on onto first, wherever that you know. If that's the Dolphins, that's the Dolphins. And I mean. I suppose I would be happy to see them do well. I suppose, but no, they're a rival of my team. So if you know if their if their success interferes with the success of my team in any way, no, I you know right out of the gate. See, that's
2: a little bit of having your cake and uh, and some pie there. Is, is it, it well? Sorry, just that little thing you threw in there. I, I think. Yeah. Them do well, well, I think
3: I'm, I'm getting ahead
2: of you. You're right in there. the same division, though. I yeah, know. that's. So I, I can no say that I,
4: as a Dolphins fan, I can say I hope for
3: you know I hope they do well. I hope, you know, I hope it works out here. You can't as a 49ers fan. You can't say. You're that. right. You're right. I'm sorry. I think I got ahead of myself and you, Dave, because I think I know where you're going with this, which is our children. Our children are most likely to grow up to be ten years unless we steer them in a very specific direction. They will most likely grow up to be Rams fans. I know it. In which case, I may have to hope that my daughter, uh, her team, does well.
2: This is well. That's exactly right because I feel like. Well, I mean, at least there it would be in the same state, and but I mean, the proximity would be the issue for you being a Niners fan. I mean, that would be a very unpleasant home, you know, twice a year. You're going to have to deal with that. What if it emerges as the Niners seahawks rivalry 10 years from now? This could cause a real rift in the bald home. True.
3: It would upset me much more if she was a UCLA fan. That would upset me. <laughs> if she's a Ram- it's, 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 I'm trying to think to myself now, if the Rams had won the Super Bowl or gone to the playoffs either of the last two years and the 49ers had down years, I'd be like, meh, good for the Rams. I don't care. But As opposed to if they're both fighting for that division championship. Right. Then, of course, you know my, my loyalty falls on the 49ers side. I, you know, I don't have any hatred for the Rams is what I'm saying as opposed to a division rival like the Seahawks who are, you know,
2: I, you know right. what? You just uh, you just inadvertently or otherwise invoked what we were talking about. If they ain't booing, they don't know who you are. It's the greatest tra- dig you can put at somebody is apathy. It's yeah, not okay. hatred. It's yeah. a, it's Don Draper in the elevator talking to the junior copywriter at uh, at the ad firm and saying I don't think about you at all which by the way I've instructed my children to tell their peers okay. if they they're like yeah I think you're a nerd or whatever I say I say oh I don't think about you at all is the is the best shot What's you your can name take. again <laughs> That's how I like when Cleveland people come up to me like, "Oh,
3: hey,
2: oh, you and I are natural rivals, right?" Like, why? What? What do you mean? Because I'm I'm from Cleveland. I'm a big Browns fan. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. that doesn't mean anything to yeah. me. I, that doesn't gen uh, that, that doesn't give me any dis- dislike for you. Yeah. pity is what I feel for you.
3: <laughs> Occasionally on Twitter, people will say like, "Hey, Oregon State, I'm gonna get you this year." I'm like, yeah, "Are you?" <laughs> I, 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 I don't know what. Good we luck. Play, do we play this year? <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> Handsome. How say you on this uh, on this troubling moral conundrum? I mean, listen, it's all been good time. The Rams are back, pro football, and I've long advocated for this. It's just an injustice that has finally been righted. The good people in the state of Wisconsin, they make cheese and beer all week, and then they celebrate their work by watching a football game every week, drinking that beer and, and cheese. cheese yeah. Yeah. And in D.C., you know, they, they they make laws or they prevent other people from making laws and whatever goes on there. And then they all join forces to root for their local football collective. Why don't we, the people who entertain America week in and week out, we're primarily responsible for providing that right. entertainment. Why, we don't get – the ultimate irony is we don't get something on our TV to please uh, to please us – we don't get to watch a football game with the rest of America. But anyway, that's been resolved now before us, though. You're this? still obviously still outraged about it. I know. I did start extent. to get worked up, and then yeah. I remembered, oh, yeah, they gave us we a football We fixed that. Now. Yeah, they fixed But anyway, now we have to resolve this matter, handsome.
4: Which, the same matter i mean i'm I, i'm it's not going to change my allegiance.
2: you're going to stay Dolphins.
4: I'm going to stay dolphins definitely. My son will be a dolphin's fan, is a dolphin's fan, and I think at the age of six, where he is now, and he's obsessed with with football at the moment, uh, which is which is fine uh, it's kind of slightly overwhelming because he's constantly asking me questions about football this morning. we were talking about one we actually had uh, one of our colleagues, big shot Rob, uh came on the show what probably two, three months ago now. Mm. Uh, Giants fan through and through. Even worked for the Giants, born and raised in L.A. So the moment the Rams came back here, he switched his allegiance. Despite you know the overwhelming you know, Odell Beckham and all the excitement around the Giants, he switched his allegiance. He's now a Rams fan.
2: I respected that move.
4: I respect that move too because that's you know that's what you're looking for from a local who lives here still. When the football team comes back to town, they they say this is this is my team. So he yes he he applied for season tickets got season tickets. The Dolphins play the Rams in Los Angeles this year, and he said he said he's got two uh, two tickets for me. So my, I told my son this uh, last night, and this morning he was he was continuing to talk about it. But it was about the Dolphins. It wasn't so much that he wanted to go to a
2: Rams. Oh, well, we'll see when he feels but the he, energy right. in the place cheering a Rams touchdown. Because he also
4: good. wants to go to they they play the Cowboys in the preseason opener. In fact, I had a meeting with some people from the Rams yesterday, and they're anticipating that really being even though. It's the preseason, and I realize that you know preseason games don't tend to get big crowds or a lot of excitement around them. But I think that one really will.
3: Oh, with Cowboys fans, Cowboys gonna fans be, they're going to be more town. Cowboys people. I'm I'm very glad you brought this up because that leads me to a question I have, and this is perfect because we're in the home of the NFL here. Maybe you can speak for the Shield. How embarrassing is it going to? They've
2: asked me to do that in okay, on good. all oh, matters. Never. This is, so. this is
3: uh, perfect. How embarrassing will it be when? Most or all of the Rams' home games are 60% visiting fans, and the cheers are drowned out significantly when the other team scores a touchdown.
2: People make a big deal about that, and I do think it's a it's a bad look when that happens That's anywhere. Guaranteed
3: to happen. Have you been
4: to
2: a Dolphins game? Not I've, so different. I was just going to say it happens everywhere. That I mean, was, I don't think
3: it happens everywhere, Dave. I watch I, a lot of football.
2: Let me tell you, I went to the AFC title game in San Diego in January. No. Well, yeah, in San Diego it was all Steelers fans last year. You could hear the—I st- mean—the cheers were audibly louder than the ones for the Chargers were that Monday night football game back in whenever that was, early October. Same thing in Denver, the AFC title game. You understand? Mm-hmm. In January of Ot six, there—it's not an exaggeration that there were twenty thousand Steelers fans in the joint. So I—I I, I, people keep citing that as what's going to be bad for LA, but I think it, it's not. That uncommon anywhere. Okay. I don't think. I mean, not not in places like Pittsburgh. It isn't, but or Chicago. <laughs> but I think it happens in. I also
3: th- I th- the I Rams think... are going to play fourteen road games this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they true. yeah they're even playing one in London.
2: Well, um, it's an It's it, it, I, again though, our pal uh, Big Shot Rob has intellectually decided to embrace the Rams. That's the other obstacle. You just because you decide you're going to do that, it's as phony as. I'm all for people who want to like soccer and get into it, and it's an emerging sport here, stateside. But the the, the, the fraudulent conversation that I keep hearing is, I need an EPL team. How do I – which team – well, you're just going to pick one out of a hat? Well, there's no passion in that. Right. You just decided, I like Tottenham. Based on what did you choose? The now, you
4: have team? to fall in love with it.
2: You can't just pick one out. Right. So I, I don't think – but I feel like I'm going to make a one-time exemption Four. We got to, let's make some hard and fast rules here. Okay. One-time exemption if you're a born and raised Angelino, And even if you're not, if you want to say, I'm going to be a Rams fan going forward, go ahead. I do think shame on you if you abandon your hometown allegiances just to fit in with the crowd. Fair? And I just if you're don't know how age, many
4: people are going to do that.
2: If you're... The, well, listen, people are fickle. How many – I mean, well, you don't know who's going to do that. How many people do we talk to here in Studio 66 who work on this show behind the glass who like whatever team happens to be hot at that given moment? I mean, we have a lot of people who do Well, that. that's that's just sad. Yeah, I know. I think people are going to want to be a part of the cool Hollywood Especially crowd. Especially in and, L.A. Yeah, yeah. I, I've the Rams are winning.
4: Yeah, exactly. That'll be the that'll be the thing. They actually need to win some games.
2: Um, all right, let's get to it now. We have a uh, special edition. Just give us the surprise music here and start the surprise game show. We have to play.
4: Hang on. How is it a surprise if you
6: know that it's happening? It's a surprise now.
2: I want to know this.
6: All right, guys. Why so oh, I want the world to understand. So <laughs>
2: hold on a second, producer Bartlett. I want the world to know. That even though I knew we were going to do a trivia contest today, because Bald Brian was here and he's the king of trivia, and I wanted to, you know, test myself. What am I now? Four and one, five and one in our trivia games? Do you pick the games? No, I, of course. Well, I that's I, what I want to make clear. It I'm doesn't not, he pick them. Really what kind of what kind of thing would it be if I chose the questions? That but would if be, it says it, it says it's it say, you've given us a, run. that would not be damage check at all. <laughs> it Would be.
4: You've given us a rundown which says surprise game show. It's not a surprise. Then you knew, Then you announced there was a surprise game
2: well, show. Well, I wanted them to get to it already. Right. That's all.
3: Okay. That's this all. show is called... I stupid. want where's questions. <laughs> hey, you
2: know what? I would like to get the Han Solo Edition blaster out. Bald Brian, yeah. who was my marksman, you know, I would, it was like a... You know, you ever see, like, bazooka guys, mm-hmm. the one guy, like, taps the other guy yeah. in the head to shoot? That is how it would work when we were doing the. I uh, was
3: your first trigger man.
2: That's right. When we were doing the jerk list That's over weird. on the Adam Carolla show. <laughs> yeah. It's really not a hand solo edition it's blast. No, it's really bad. more of the uh, for Bald Brian coming on here and insulting me almost immediately. Jerk!
4: Yeah. whoa! And you might need to get recharge the battery. Uh, that, that wasn't
2: good. It's <laughs> like
3: one of those '80s knockoffs. Yeah. yeah, that
2: wasn't good at all. We got that sounded like one of the uh, was Flash alien Gordon. ships in or yeah, or well, independence say, day or exactly. something. <laughs> now that's like boom boom is more, you know. Well, I need more power. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Get to it. Start the music again.
5: <laughs> again.
2: Hey, I also won uh, Chris Wessling's toaster on the around the uh, NFL. Hey, yeah. Defended my title. Now it's Dave Damaschke's toaster.
4: I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even go that. I just call it a toaster. <laughs> it's not really
2: what should I do with the toaster? I think we should mount it in here as a trophy. Handle. I would
4: just trash i just throw it away. <laughs> I
2: don't need this toaster. I don't need Have you got a toaster already? Basically, me telling the toaster I don't think about you at all. Right.
4: Wow. There may be a welfare, you know, like a just <laughs> some give it away.
2: Ooh, maybe we should do that. Maybe we should give it away as a prize on the show, or maybe we should just put it out on uh, Craigslist out on or whatever. <laughs> just <laughs> right. put it out on the street. <laughs> See how long <laughs> it takes for someone to collect the trash. Um but all right, now let's start the music. <laughs> now we're cooking.
6: Such a good song, it really is. Uh, so today's game show put together. Can by... I say one
2: more thing about game shows? I resent that all these game shows are coming back. If you see, I love yeah. Match Game and Pyramid and everything else. But you know where they're wrong-headed. The producers are of these shows. I'll talk. We'll, we'll play the game in a minute. But I want to tell you something first is they're wrong headed because they keep putting big celebrities, likable celebrities in as hosts, mm-hmm. Alec Baldwin and beyond. I listen, I'm going to self promote. Damashek Threads of the needle for game show host. I'm both snarky and I have. I'm sort of annoying, but I'm not completely unlikable. You know, mm-hmm. you want uh, you got to have a little bit of uh used car salesman smarm, but you can't be completely loathsome. I also, and I think that's me.
4: I think as well. You <laughs> it's good self evaluation. Your character suits because you don't like other people to have success. Yeah, uh-huh, and right. that shows on your face, and yes. uh, you know, show real shot uh, right. <laughs> So for you, like it would be, it would be deb- you'd be sick. Uh, inside, as you watch people win millions. Oh, of- oh, you
2: did it! <laughs> oh, great! Shame on you! Get that, get that cheapo blaster out! Of it. I went. Well, I would use it on Handsome Hank, but I'm too embarrassed to. Fire <laughs> yeah, I don't think again. it would hurt. All right, start the music and start this game show. Ridiculous! How long it's taken you guys already?
6: All right, if sheck will let us, we'll start today's game show.
2: Anything? Nope, go ahead, please, waiting.
6: All right, so today's game show put together by producer Kent Brown. So, special day, bald Brian on the show. We're going to talk some movies here coming up. Oh. So, we thought we'd do a little movie sports trivia. Oh,
2: Well, so, that's
6: his wheelhouse, not mine. Well, All no, right. well, wait till hey, you hear I what it you. is. We, we,
2: you <laughs> very we know you're a big movies. fan
6: of this guy. So, when you think sports movies, you think Kevin Costner, right? Yeah, he and I had a catch once. Oh, really? I did. Yeah, I,
2: yeah I, we were we were kibitzing about his movie. Baseball draft. or football? Well, it was a football because it was here at the NFL, That's but he I'm was thinking. here to promote draft day, and we, we had a delightful conversation punctuated at the end that by my asking him, you want to have a catch, Kevin Costner? And he said, sure. And he acted like he'd never
3: been asked that before.
2: Well, yeah, he did. He made me feel special. Nice. And then we had a catch on the stage, and it was oh. terrific. In and, uh, and, and, and your words. Kevin Costner has a hose. I told him he had a hose because yeah. he did. He knew how to really mm-hmm. – he could he wing, wing it. it. Yeah, he could yeah. really uh, throw that thing around. Um, all right, go ahead. Movie.
6: All right, so back on Kevin Costner. So he's done eight sports movies. Oh, okay. How, we're looking at his whole – portfolio here for acting he's been in a total of 55
3: movies yeah. let's go wow. through and
6: name off kevin costner movies that's today's trivia all
3: right can i allow to write some down sure you Jesus.
2: can <laughs> go you go first is this
3: is this the? this back- is pretty far afield of dreams is this uh, the back and forth until someone can't name one
2: yes or until we duplicate i just took feel a field of dreams there. oh did so. you I did. I, I should have let you start, but when I said far afield, I felt like that was giving mm. you an answer, so I had to claim that one. Bald, you're up.
3: JFK.
4: Yep. Uh, I'm going to go Dance of the Wolves.
2: Okay, go
3: Bull Durham. 13 days.
2: Ooh, I just wrote down eight days. I'm glad I didn't say that because <laughs> I didn't know how many <laughs> days it was. Uh,
4: talking about days, draft days. Dang.
2: Dang or Fandango? <laughs> Thank you. How about that? That was pretty good.
3: Is Fandango a movie? Oh, how about that? Fandango? Mr. Know. Movie? You don't know Fandango? I don't
2: know what that is. One of his first movies. Might have been his first overall. I don't know, but all right.
3: For Love of the Game.
2: Oh, that's a terrible, terrible <laughs> movie. Goodness, is that is that rubbish? Have you ever seen that one? I haven't. I haven't, actually. Oh, I've not. No, Sa- save yourself. Just the you two either. hours.
4: The bodyguard.
2: Oh yeah, romance. Mm-hmm. Is he in this? One? He's the star of this movie. I'm pretty sure. I'm about to say it's a sports movie.
3: Tin Cup. Yep. Uh this better be. This better count because his part was cut. Ah, you better not then. Don't do it if because it- he wasn't in there. So how can you say that is a I'll movie? He still was, but I'll save it. No Way Out. Ah, that's my favorite, Costner. Really? I love No Way Out. That's a
2: great one. You ever see that, Handsome? International espionage? Maybe. He's a naval officer making time with uh, Gene Hackman, the senators.
6: uh... Don't let him distract you. He's trying to get in your head. right, I am. I don't know whether I'm Waterworld. Ah, good choice.
2: Very good, Good very good.
3: Whose turn?
2: Damosheks, and I'm... Afraid to say, I might be in some real. Oh no, I might be in some real trouble here. Oh, uh, uh, Silverado, <laughs> bang, Damashek. That's good. He plays a wacky, a uh, guy who has a pair of six shooters on his hips, and he's really good with it. He's a zany guy who keeps getting in trouble with Kevin Klein,
3: the postman. <sighs> mm. I
2: Forgot about the postman.
4: There's another naval one. And I'm blanking on the name.
2: Good luck, Handsome.
4: I may be out at this point because I, I don't think I have anything
2: left up there with I'm Kevin Costner movies. I'm trying to think of him like I, if I can picture out, Dave, him you're, doing you're stuff. Out, you're out of this game.
5: Uh, Who? I'm Handsome's done. out? You're I'm out of, done. You're out of this
2: game. I'm not out yet. What? Wait a second. How am I out?
3: Oh, I, thought oh. you, I thought you skipped a turn.
2: Oh, no, 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 last Hank one. is out now. I'm out. Oh, I'm crazy. done.
3: Sorry, buddy. Sorry. No, no, no. no. Sorry. Like
6: bald Brian in trying to run the game show? Yeah, you know, I'm trying to seek him <laughs> out.
2: If I don't get one, Bald has to come up with one. I'm trying to think of him making time with somebody. Like yeah. you know, a movie with him making out with somebody. I can think of him in the car, in the back of the limo, in No Way Out with what's her name? Sean uh, Young. Cook. Sean Young, yeah. <laughs> ah! Whoo. Oh, wait a second. That's <laughs> not right. Wait a second! I can see him. I was about to say,
3: oh wait, oh yeah, yeah, that's right,
2: Hunt for Red October. But that's That's
4: not—that's the naval type of navy. There is another navy one in there, but
2: sounds like it sounds
4: like you're buying time. And uh, I can see him out on a shh.
2: Dave, I have a minimum of three, so you better. All right, uh, ten seconds. Oh, I got. I I think I have one. Is he in this movie? Yes, I can think. I'm in the cowboy hat and the mustache. American Rider.
4: Wow.
6: What? It's uh, called American Flyers. Ah! Winner.
3: Uh, sh- actually, sorry. No, Ball he Brian has to get one. To true. Seal it now. Yep. Should I go with. Uh, he what? was cut out of, yet he was still in. Big Chill. The Big Chill. Cause but he, he wasn't was, in it, so how could you say that? I one? bet he's still credited. But I'll go with Swing Boat. Wing uh, vote. The it's where he was the last man whose vote candidate for the presidency, and the, the whole world was coming at him to vote. I never saw
2: that. Sounds like a good premise for a is movie. a good
3: premise? Bad movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's probably why I never heard of it. What else is there? Read Gotta the go rest ahead. of the All uh, right, we got oh, Mr. Here.
6: Brooks, right? So we got 3,000 miles to Graceland. Oh, yeah, Mr. Brooks. Let's see, Mr. Wyatt Bush. Earp was
2: Wyatt on there. Wyatt Earp. White, uh, Wyatt Batman Earp. versus yeah.
3: Superman. Uh, oh, he wasn't. No, he was in the- yeah, he was No, he was in- Oh, oh, was he? in
2: – He was also yeah.
6: He was the Superman's new, uh, the father. Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit, uh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, uh, embarrassing!
2: The that's, untouchables. that's especially the one. untouchables. We didn't get the untouchables. This is a humiliation. Is a I, you know thing. what? My fingers pointing at Bald Brian. Hold on, because I
3: had a whole list.
2: You oh. didn't get the untouchables. And didn't handsome. Have to. Shame on you for not getting uh, Robin Hood. That happened in your own backyard, yeah, you're right. man.
3: You're right with Christian
6: Slater. But Sheck, how did you not get Sizzle Beach, USA? That's true. I should have gotten mm. Sizzle
2: Beach, USA. I would have. All we know. All I know is I might have come up with the Untouchables if I would have. Yeah. If American, would I say Rider? American flyers. American. It has a uh, it has one of those uh, very 80s songs to it. American flyers.
3: Oh, American flyers. I'm just
2: going to sit here and sing yeah. that for the next 20 minutes. All right.
3: Are you guys on board with Waterworld not being that bad of a movie and maybe even being good?
4: I think on reflection it's not that bad. No, I remember thinking good. at the time like I kind of enjoyed it and then everyone said they didn't like it yeah. and I felt felt like I had to not like it, but it's fine
2: it's a good movie but the thing that when you at, at first blush you see costner with the silly hairdo and the pointy ears and it just and also it's it looks like the road warrior set on yes. water so all those things at first glance doomed the picture but when you look back at it it it, it is pretty entertaining but it also is why i often say that Star Wars and Lord of the Rings should be hailed for all of time. People who poo-poo those movies as nerd stuff. You know, think about what you're looking at. When that when well, think of Lord of the Rings, when that movie yeah. first starts, it's a bunch of goons, a bunch of like a thousand extras running around dressed up like pseudo-monster people, running through a field and people with special powers and everything, and you're all in. Immediately, That's that's quite a feat to pull off if, if you're dealing into that ridiculous realm, you know, fantasy and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, all right. Do we want to do the main event here, which is Bald Brian and I have worked on this for many moons now. We love the actor redundancies. And the one that I first identified, I think, is that um, Kevin Spacey, uh, this may be still my favorite one ever, Kevin Spacey is in um, seven and usual suspects is the subject of a police sketch artist two movies I, which I think is fascinating. Mm-hmm. I, if I were Kevin Spacey the man, I would uh, I would make sure that the props department gave me both of those and I would have them hanging side by side in my bathroom somewhere. I also think it's shameful that the work that the seven police sketch artist does pales terribly in comparison to the work of the guy in Usual Suspects, who's doing it while it's being translated in a foreign tongue, and it's a spot-on picture of Kaiser Sose. Spoiler yep. alert. it's, spo- But the one in Seven doesn't really look very much like Kevin Spacey.
3: But that's part of the plot, though, because no one really gets a good look at him. You know what I mean? He's only seen in shadows at a glimpse. All right. Well, but I'm with you. The one is clearly better than the other. Yes.
2: So that is an actor redundancy. Tom Hanks pees in several
3: movies. Um, Last time I came in, I came in here a couple years ago, and we did this. Had a big long list. It was things along the lines of Tom Hanks plays a man washed ashore in two movies, in Splash right. and Splash, and then Castaway. Oh yeah, three if you count Saving Private Ryan. Uh, Philip Baker Hall, <laughs> great character actor, plays a man named Sydney in uh, who lives in Las Vegas in two movies, Midnight Run and Hard Eight. So there, it's things of that nature. You know, these these are Got not it. movies that have anything to do with each other. Yet the actor does the exact same thing.
2: Why movies. would they name him Sydney if there's a movie that exists? wouldn't they be like, oh, now his name's uh, Charlie. That's
3: yeah, it. It's, it, you can name the character really anything <laughs> except Sydney. That's it. Choose
2: all yeah. the universe of names. Just the only there's only one
3: you can't use. All right. So that was a couple years ago, and I have come back with a list of really dozens. We can go through as many as you want. Or as and Bald as you
2: Brian, uh, you can hit us both up. I love getting uh, these tweets or uh, hit up on social media at Damashek at Bald Brian with a Y. Yes. Is how you hit uh, hit either or both of us up here. All right, bald Brian, to wit, amaze us.
3: To wit, someone named uh, Vito Carcucciolo uh, tweeted you, and you sent him to me. He said, "Realized two movie coincidences last night. Samuel L. Jackson recites the rules of engagement in *The Rules of Engagement* and *The Negotiator*. <laughs> what are the chances?" <laughs> and then Alex Perry on Twitter says, Weird. "Brad Pitt is in eight films, not including numbered sequels with numbers in the titles." Mm. Uh, Seven and uh, Twelve Years a Slave, and yeah. things of that nature. Anyway, on to the ones that I have noticed, and these are ones that I have called over the last couple of years. Charlton Heston is a bearded man leading others through a vast desert in two movies: Ten Commandments and Planet of the Apes. <laughs> 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 Janet That's Lee. Great. Janet Lee appears in two films in her bra, where she is the only guest in an isolated hotel: Touch of Evil and Psycho. Wow. Mm. Jake Jake Gyllenhaal uh, screams at and attacks a mirror in two movies, Nightcrawler and Enemy. (laughs) (laughs) This is all true. Kurt Russell plays a lawman in the Old West who vomits blood profusely from the mouth in two movies in the same year, The Hateful Eight and Bone Tomahawk. Hmm? What a weird thing that is. Yes.
2: I mean, you know what? Mark Hamill, who Bald and I, I mean, that was, uh, you know, talk about uh, one of the great events of my lifetime. You know, drinking from the Stanley Cup. And, uh, you know, and, 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 uh, getting the kibitz with Luke Skywalker. We met him on the Corolla
3: show. It was a, it was a, gr- a glorious day.
2: It was except for Mark Hamill, because I do remember, oh, I was going to say as Mark Hamill laments, like you get, you get pigeonholed if you're in a big sure. movie, right. but I mean, all these like, Hey, you're the guy you're nobody vomits blood, blood like, like you, man. <laughs> the old West. <laughs> um, but, uh, but it was funny when Mark Hamill slash Luke Skywalker was in on the Corolla podcast, um, in the middle of it, Bald Brian texted me across the, across the desk to say, if you make one more Star Wars reference, I think uh, Mark Hamill's going to gonna murder you um, because I couldn't help it. I, 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 well, I kept uh, – tr- Corolla was asking him questions about, like, ah, so where are you from? I'm like, yeah. Tatooine. Yeah, come on, better. we all know. This. I kept doing <laughs> that. He throwing things. Hamill in. didn't like that. Yeah. He's like, uh, uh, yeah, he he was he's was <laughs> so so What did your parents
3: do? Well, he didn't really know his parents. He grew up with his uncle alone in, in, in Peru. <laughs> you're
2: bringing up a you're bringing up an unpleasant memory there.
3: <laughs> Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman plays a character who vo- who foils the villain's evil plan by secretly recording them confessing it in two movies: "Horrible Bosses" and "Zootopia."
2: Wow, that's a good one. You know that is a that's a device. That I feel like Hollywood in the last year or so, really, maybe correct me if I'm wrong. They have realized all right, we've overdone. We've got it. Buy, we got to everything yeah, cannot agree. hinge on us. Ha ha! You yeah. just spilled all the beans, and I have it here on this recorder. Yep.
3: Ben Affleck plays a criminal who does shirtless pull-ups in his home in two movies: The Town and Batman vs Superman. <laughs> He's got to be fit. <laughs> That's right. Ryan Reynolds gets locked into a tight space by a man with a foreign accent in two movies: Deadpool and Buried. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can see that. Uh, Daphne Zaniga in Spaceballs and in The Sure Thing uh, drags luggage while rocking a great distance and referring to herself as a princess.
2: <laughs> Extra points uh, to her since she hasn't been in a movie. Those are the only two years movies she was in.
3: Yeah. Uh, Oscar Isaac, uh, in Drive, his name was Standard. That was his character's name. In a most violent, le- In A Most Violent Year, he owns an oil company called Standard Oil. Ooh. And in Drive, his kid is found playing with a bullet, which is meant to be a death threat. In A Most Violent Year, his kid is found playing with a loaded gun, which is meant to be a death threat. <laughs> mm. <laughs> two coincidences in two different movies. By the way, is Drive
2: the most popular name for a movie? Speed. Are there, there are certain um, movies that, no, that uh, they drive. The is, word
3: drive. Yeah. Like, drive angry and. Uh, well,
2: I'm not even thinking of oh, just the word, the, the word being in there, but what movie has had the. There's, you know, the, the, the famous one is Gladiator, that you think, oh, good, I'm going to watch uh, some Roman uh, fighting in the Colosseum here. Oh, no, it's the Cuba Goody Jr. Uh, oh, boxing Oh, I movie. see what you're saying. That kind of thing. Yeah. There are three of those. I can't think of what they – There's a. it's not Drive, but Drive, I think there are three movies named Drive. But anyway, please. These please are please. actor redundancies. Yeah, though. I know. We'll do I'm, title redundancies. Sidetrack. Side All right, go uh, ahead. In
3: The Fly, Jeff Goldblum performs gymnastics on a pole in his home, and in Jurassic Park 2, he is saved by his daughter when she performs gymnastics on a pole.
4: Mm. <laughs> Goldblum, as well, as always, uh, he's a sort of uh, – he's always poorly dressed for the occasion because yes, a rock and is. roll he's a rock and roll scientist in in a couple of movies but because he's like he's the out there scientist he's always badly dressed for for the moment that he's in
3: hmm. Clancy Brown uh the uh the 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 hardest nails uh prison guard in uh, in the Shawshank Redemption he plays a prison guard in Shawshank Redemption and in the hurricane both about two guys wrongly accused of murder
2: wow and he also serves time in bad boys another movie that has oh, yeah. been, repeat, uh, title been, been repeated whose title has been repeated but yeah he's one of the the toughs in the joint that sean penn he okay. beats him up with a uh, with the cans of coke in a pillowcase
3: there you go paul dano plays a creative type a writer and a musician driven to drug abuse in part by a fractured relationship with an abusive father in being flynn and in love and mercy <laughs> Leland oh speaking of seven Leland orser character actor he appears in two movies where his character is involved in the death of a prostitute via sex in seven and in very bad things Ooh yeah John favreau sits in the passenger seat on a guy's trip to Vegas in two movies very bad things and in swingers <laughs> How did they, it really is aren't these weird handsome? yeah no they, they get, really they get more elaborate they get more I mean
2: elaborate. some of them I mean a, a, a precious few of these sort of... Paul Dano is like, well, you sort of suit this sort of... Uh, Vibe. Yeah, there, there's a, that, that maybe your, your way speaks to this character, but most of these are just wonder, completely random
4: things. I wonder if the actors as well are like, is this something you would own, you'd, be, you'd say to the director, I've done this before, this is a little bit weird, or would you be like, oh, I know how to do this. Yeah, like keep, Costner... Keep it, quiet, keep it quiet, I think I'm going to do this really well. Costner's low-hanging
2: fruit. Like, oh, he's been yeah, in three right. baseball movies. Yeah, well, because he... Looks yeah. halfway decent throwing right. the ball, and he likes baseball. But, they, but these are just random, random.
3: things. Here's a uh, British fellow for you. Inspector Daniel Craig threatens to kill a man's cat. In The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Daniel Craig's cat is killed as a threat. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Pitt plays a bearded man who is the voice of reason and the film's moral conscience in two movies set in the past, 12 Years a Slave and The Big Short. Both movies he produced and were nominated for Best Picture.
2: See, that's not an accident. He did that himself. himself. I'm a wise man.
3: All right, here's an elaborate one. In Minority Report, a British actress leads Tom Cruise through a crowded public space undetected by using a special ability to see the future. In The Edge of Tomorrow, Tom Cruise leads a British actress through a crowded public space by using a special ability to relive the past. Mm. <laughs> wow, that is elaborate. Mm. In *Blow*, Johnny Depp plays a low-level criminal from Boston who induces a drug, speed, uh, into his neighborhood and does illegal business in Miami in the late '70s and early '80s. In *Black Mass*, Johnny Depp plays a low-level criminal from Boston who induces a drug, cocaine, into his neighborhood and does illegal business in Miami in the late '70s and early '80s. Mm. And Out of the Furnace, Christian Bale plays a factory worker who causes the death of a child when he's driving a car and takes his eyes off the road to turn the radio up. In The Machinist, Christian Bale plays a factory worker who causes the death of a child when he's driving a car and takes his eyes off the road to use the cigarette lighter.
2: <laughs> Amazing.
3: And finally, Liam Neeson in The Phantom Menace plays a man with three names, Qui-Gon Jinn, who wields a sword. He wears a goatee and he trains a younger male who will go on to be a knight and then turn into the dark side. Liam Neeson in Batman Begins plays a man with three names, Ra's al Ghul, who wields a sword, wears a goatee, and trains a younger male who will go on to be a Dark Knight. I mean, is that Perfect. it? Are I you, have more. I have. A couple I more. see you have many more. I have some more. I'm
2: conflicted because every time I like, "Ah, oh, we'll do, we'll do this again soon," and then it's you know, weird. time gets away from right. me and and all that. I don't know if we should. I have, Let's okay. save them because I love it and I think this is a great recurring feature and I don't want to say. Well, that's it. Let's let's see if we can build the okay. list. Let's put our, s- let's put our faith in the audience to help us. Yes. With some yeah, more I know. Of these that's what I was
4: going to say. I bet the audience, the- I bet, I bet there are going to be some listeners who'll send. All time. right,
2: at Damashek and at Bald Brian, Please. hit us both or either of us up, and we'll start to accumulate these. That's a a, a magnificent, a mind blowing list. list. It really is. I I, I two years worth. Captivating. Yeah, and that, well, we didn't get through. Uh, we got through only half of them here. So uh, so we have more of those coming, and we'll continue to add to that. Bald Brian, even if it's by phone. Oh, no, or we'll do it by Skype, perhaps.
3: I live a mile and a half away.
2: Oh, you do? I I've forgot about that.
3: <laughs> Literally, as the crow flies. <laughs> That's
2: perfect. Oh, we'll do that before a Rams game. We're not going to be wa- – or actually during a Rams game. We're oh, not going to be better, watching yeah. that, God, that, no. that, right. that team. None of, not, none of the three of us are interested in that. All right. What else then, uh, Ryan, uh, behind the glass? Do we want to wrap the show? We're in an hour right now?
6: Yeah, we're at an hour. Um, I think we could probably wrap this unless you want to get into a little bit about Nate Robinson. Actually, you know what I want to
2: do? You know what? We'll do Nate Robinson. You know, he uh, is trying out or tried out for the Seahawks. And so I thought uh, let's return the favor NFL style and draft In the NBA draft order, let's draft NFL players who would be most suitable for those teams. Okay. Um, We could do that. Do we want to do that or save that? Or should we deal with another moral conundrum that I think bald Brian is a sage when it comes to TV and movies, and I think he could be of some help here, as could uh, MOVP behind the glass, Kent and Ryan. We need to take a vote once and for all here. So I'm, But I'm no use to you here. No, you're, you need okay. to stay here for this. <laughs> you count the votes. Okay. You need to stay All here. Right. For this. I mentioned earlier the Game of Thrones review preview that we did with Maurice earlier yes. this week, and you can watch it up on YouTube. It's entertaining stuff, even though some of the facts may uh, – we may play a little fast and loose with some of the facts. But, of course, we also address in that video – our fantasy league in Game of Thrones. Yes. And there's been a little issue here, Bald okay. Brian.
4: There's
3: no issue.
2: I don't want to tell—well, uh, you'll know which way I lean on this okay. subject. But you'll recall a few episodes again.
3: As one who does not watch the show, is it, am I going to be tainted in— uh,
2: Oh, I didn't—I re- just uh, assumed you watched. Uh, no, this is fine. Dave takes a
3: very casual approach to show prep.
2: Well, no, I just assumed you Showed watched prep. the thrones. <laughs> But, but you know now that you don't know Fandango, all my assumptions Sorry, are, 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 are.
3: but let me let me with a clear with a clear mind. Let me. Okay,
2: I think maybe that will is. be better for us. Okay. Really, there's a character who, there are two characters who conspire to kill a group of people by burning them in a room. One of those two characters who commits the crime pushes a thing of fire over, setting the room ablaze. The other person who's outside the room bars the door so no one can get out of the room. Without getting into too much backstory, the person who makes the fire is impervious to fire, so, okay. so so she can stay in the room. Now, is the murder is the blood on the hands of those people because you get points for killing people. Okay. Is it solely on the person who set the fire? Okay. Or is her co conspirator also culpable? To the degree that this person also is charged with murder, we've spoken. Well, I don't want to say too much.
3: And th- this was obviously pre-planned and premeditated. You went outside. I'll do the deed. Yes. I think, in the eyes of the law, they would both be charged with first-degree murder. Yeah, yeah now and I agree with. Them. But the law, the law of
4: this land, probably wouldn't apply. This it, law
2: it, of it, this land that you oh, keep sir. talking
4: about—you don't know anything about what the law of that land. is. Oh, well, I do know that there are people carrying around swords and committing murder willy-nilly. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that they're a little more. Murder. Acts. They
2: killed, they both killed these people by
4: American law. Yes, I understand. Everyone would go to jail, but
2: I. Kind but in lieu in, in lieu of hard and fast knowledge of the Westeros legal system which you don't have don't we then have to defer to no. legal experts
3: No I, I'm only <laughs> trying to apply a standard. The only standard we right. know 100 percent for sure is what we know, and, right. and thus that's the standard we have to kind that's of. That's understandable. This is why I'm we asking decided. you to think outside of uh, outside of that. The other part is <laughs> what the, the that we
4: never saw doing? we never saw the the other accused. Like we witnessed Grow up. the girl throw this the fire on the floor. We never saw. Anyone locked the
2: door? No, they just happen we to don't be know. hiding we... behind the wall, watching the. Well, wall- there was a watching... private
4: meeting going on inside that room. They may have said, if, "You know, just like we we do." The door out there, um, into the podcast studio, is locked. It locks because we're having a private meeting in here. If I wanted to tip fire on you, it would just be me that decided to do that.
2: No, no, because if somebody is standing there, if here to your, to your little hypothetical there, if Emma VP while you set fire so bald Brian and I burn while you're so pure that the fire doesn't uh, get you – Emma VP is standing on the other side of the door, holding it so that we can't get out. Oh, well, Of course, that would be that would be it. So then, well, how's that any different? That's exactly because there right. wasn't
4: because we didn't see it, and also wait, the, we one did moment, see it. We the saw them watching. The one thing you failed. Them. The one thing you failed to mention is that there were two other
2: co-conspirators. All right, fine. I didn't want a muddy don't the know, issue. we know.
4: We didn't know which one of them it was that locked the door. It, well, this would only be good for you if it was if it was a specific one of them. You've How are made, you able to? You
2: made your case. Bald Brian is weighed in. This is what we decided in advance. This wasn't my. Situation suggestion. We're putting it to a vote here in the studio and buy, I will live with the decision of our court behind the glass. Alright? There's three of them so this is perfect. But you pay them all. <laughs> and, we've agreed, <laughs>
3: and we've agreed they're all from Pittsburgh. That though. makes them smart.
2: Every Friday, I, them all from every pit, Friday all from I peel off play. a couple of 20s for each of them. Get out of here kid. Don't spend it all in one place. <laughs> or do. Let's see if I can. <laughs> Alright. Let's go around now. Emma V.P. Should is this a uh, is this conspiracy worthy of points for me, Maurice, who has the other person that we mentioned, and handsome, or should handsome get all those murder points?
3: I actually think handsome should get all the murder points. I don't think there's enough clear-cut evidence, and I agree with his theory about the law, American law, not applying to Westeros. And I don't watch the show. I'm just we
2: don't have Westeros laws. Ma- you made your case. We don't have the constitution That's of Westeros.
3: That's all I have to say. I don't like it. It'd be good pot if the
5: next person disagreed. Let's hope Kent Brown gets that. You know what? I'm also siding with Hank here. Uh, uh, We don't even need to hear anything. Why? If you want to use the American law thing and bring that up, you are innocent until proven guilty, and we don't know if Dario or Jorah or any of those people outside the building, which one of them bordered that wall. I I didn't have that information. So based on this, I kind of feel like we know that, uh, Khaleesi gets her points for being on the inside, but we can't prove who boarded that door, and therefore you can't just hand out points to one character it's, it's when sad, it could have Dave, been two or three of sad, them. It's sad,
4: and I feel bad for you, but I, th- I think this is the right
2: the I'm right going to write the mayor of Pittsburgh. Kent Brown is no longer to be given access to the city limits. I'm sorry. You did that to yourself, and, yeah, I do have that kind of sway.
4: You can put me down for that as well. <laughs>
2: That's
3: fine. Dear Mayor, I'll live. Kent. will with him. He's a Rams fan now.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's that's what I'm assigning you to. You're not allowed to root for the Steelers anymore. You have to root for the Rams. You did it to yourself now.
5: Well, you know, I'm going back right. home on Thursday, so the mayor's going to have to show up at oh, Pittsburgh Airport. Los
2: Angeles, you're already in your home because you have no home back on the banks of the Three Rivers anymore. <laughs>
3: Thanks for the sacrifice, Kent. You're I'm like,
2: going to Khaleesi your home. I'm going uh, to get some fire going on that. When you go home, what, what happened?
3: He's like Tucci in the terminal. He doesn't know where to go. He's a man <laughs> without a country. Wait, was it Tucci?
2: I don't. Uh, no, it's. Oh, it Tom Hanks. Hanks.
3: No, Tucci was in the terminal with right. Tom
2: Hanks. Is Tucci is the guy who wants him yeah, out of the terminal out. already. Yeah. All right. Listen, I feel like we've said it all today. Thanks to Bald Brian, the Adam Carolla podcast. As if uh, you don't, you, you need me to to promote that at all. Bald Brian, Gangbusters work on that, as well as The Film
3: Vault. I was going to say, Anderson. if you like hearing me yap about movies and you want some more of this nonsense, check out The Film Vault. It's a once-weekly podcast uh, at uh, andersonandbrian.com or on iTunes, wherever finer podcasts are found.
2: And speaking of once, I was once invited to be on that show about six years ago. And you did great. Yeah, but I guess not that great. <laughs>
3: no, it was good. It was, One- it was above average.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's take another producer vote behind the glass. Bald is, I guess, he's nominally the sound guy on the Corolla show. Nominally, Handsome Hank is co-host of this show, but I think a lot of people want to paint them with the sidekick brush, which I don't think is is fair in either case. Who's the better sidekick? Or do you guys want to discuss any do's and you're don'ts? You're asking these <laughs> do's, and don'ts, do's and don'ts of sidekicking. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys I've, want to have a conversation. I'll just—it's uh, probably you
4: know, best that you're not here. I mean, I, I just—I find the whole sidekick thing a little. <laughs> I've never meaning.
2: regarded you as sidekick. Well, you you have
4: done, not not once, not once ever. And, sir. And sometimes we'll change. Inter- Here's my sidekick.
2: I've never said that. One <laughs> and two, I maybe w- there's going to be a worse title for you after the after the diabolical point stealing that you and wow. your friend. Did I, I mean, I don't know how you coerce these uh, these uh, people. I don't know if you're using the Kenobi trick on them because they're weak minded behind the glass. No, the Dario had nothing to do with the death of those uh, Dothraki. <laughs> That's it. Is that That's what you how did? how I did it.
3: Yeah. A quick swipe of the hand.
2: Yeah. Bald Brian, what a pleasure. Give Thank my you, best Peter. to everybody up at the, uh, at the Corolla Studios. I hope to pay you a visit there sooner Please. rather than later. And we'll be back with another show for you. I think we have LaDainian Tomlinson we're going to be kibitzing with. We have some uh, Ike Taylor noise for you. So on and so forth. It's going to be a good show coming up for you later in the week. But for Bald Brian, the Jerks Behind the Glass, and Handsome Hank, their evil, unscrupulous leader, it's been a thin slice of heaven. Real thin.